Hi, this is Dave Olson. I'm the senior leader of Heartland Church located in Ankeny, Iowa. I hope the following message challenges, encourages, and ultimately changes you. Thanks for joining us. So, don't worry. I am not going to be sharing Pastor Series, okay? I'm going to kind of piggyback off of it a little bit, but you know what? It is a strange new world we live in, and I think Pastor does a great job of explaining all that. But I want to highlight something that I felt like the Lord showed in the midst of the strange new world that we're living in. A couple weeks ago, I'm just, I am just a guy who likes my sleep. Right now, my wife likes to disrupt my sleep because when she doesn't sleep, she likes to wake me up and make sure I'm awake and we're talking and I'm like, oh, thanks, honey. I really needed that sleep, you know? About nine in the morning when I've been up since four, I'm like, okay, this is great. Um, But the other day, a couple weeks ago, God woke me up out of this, just a deep sleep. I had this vision and this dream and I've been asking God for the last few weeks, like, what am I supposed to be sharing about? What am I supposed to be preaching about today? And he showed me, people linked together. It was kind of arm in arm. And he showed me the sanctuary and no faces and just people were just lined up around this place, just linked arm in arm. And I, I, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was like, thank you, Jesus. And I spent some time that in the middle of the night praying and asking God, what are you, what are you trying to say? A couple of days ago, God showed me a little more. And uh, then last night, as I'm spending time in prayer, I'm like, I love how God works. He never gives you what what will make you worry and be nervous but he gave me the full vision last night and he showed me there's three things in this house that we are linking together for the sanctity of life free will and also the bible that it stands and stays and has its merits has its ground and as i as god was showing me this picture in this dream we were so linked that nothing um thank you rick airwood that uh Red Rover, Red Rover came in my head. I uh, saw that. But uh, it's kind of like playing that game. We wouldn't let, we're not letting the enemy penetrate our fortress. We're not letting the enemy have hold. We're, not, we're linked together for a higher purpose, for a greater cause. And today, that's the title of my message, being linked. We got to be linked to achieve. And to achieve, we have to be together. So we got to be linked to God. We got to be linked to people and we got to, and when once we're linked to God and linked to people, we're linked to change the world. And reflects what kingdom, God's kingdom. We are stronger together when we are rooted in our relationship and understanding of God's word. When our identity is who God is and his word is inside of us, it changes us. I'm about to share some stories with you today about being linked. And I'm going to tell you, I don't share these stories because I think Megan and I's story is powerful. I think that it shows you the vulnerability and the realness that we go through as people in the body of Christ. Sometimes we hide things or we say, oh, that doesn't matter. I don't want to be vulnerable. Okay, I'm like any other male in here. I do not like to be vulnerable. My wife is the logical. I'm the emotional. Okay, and uh, I, I just don't like to share my thoughts like, oh, man, okay, that's warped. Oh, that's bad. But God has been teaching me the last few months to be so vulnerable and open up because you know what? Your story and your life matters. And when we're linked with God, we just don't, we just don't hear his heartbeat. We hear his heart. We get on fire. I, the last couple of days, I've just been in intercession with God in our basement. And uh, I just feel like 
the part of linking with God is being best friends with him. It's hearing his heart. It's allowing his heart to mold into yours. It's changing how you perceive what you understand when you're linked with God. Because I'm telling you, I've been in relationship with God most of my life, all about 36 years of my life. I can't remember time I haven't been in church. But I'm telling you, the deeper I understand God's love, the deeper I want to link and partner with him in ministry and life. There is a word for that. When the word yada is the word for known. Yada, to know completely and to be completely known. Not yoda, yada, okay? And uh, if you trace this usage of the word yada through the Old Testament, you'll find over and over again, this is the same word to describe God's relationship with us. Over and over again, the word yada is to describe how God wants to have relationship with you and I and be linked with people. God created us and knows us well. We're gonna read out of Psalms 139. David used this word yada five times to describe how God knows us. And this is, I'm reading out the New Living Translation, so here we go. Verse one. O Lord, you have examined my hearts and know everything about me. You know when I sit or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know that I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. See, God loves us so much that he wants you to know him. The word yada means to completely known and be com- to completely know and to be completely known. I have never experienced more of that in my life in the last few years. Because God is faithful. And when you partner with him, you don't partner with him just in the good. You partner in the suffering. And when you partner in the suffering, what you're doing is you're allowing Jesus to probe at the heart things, to get at the truth. Like I said, I am, I am not usually a vulnerable person. I don't usually go, oh, I feel this way. I feel so emotional today. I'm usually the one that in my family, I'm staying strong because I want my wife to have the feelings that she needs to feel. I need her to understand what God's doing. And I need to be, it's not the strong silent time, trust me, because God has really broke me the last few months and going, you need to share. And so, so in Exodus chapter 33, verse 11 I love this scripture. It says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Did you guys catch that? Face to face. Moses had face to face encounters with the God Almighty. He had face to face encounters that changed. When he went up to get the Ten Commandments on the mountain, The people were spiritually distanced and they were building golden calf and they were were defiling what God has set up. We gotta be like Moses and pursue that closeness, that yada. We gotta have a yada relationship with Jesus because when when God knows us and we know him, it changes the world around us. That's when we start to link together. We're in a strange new world. If you've been here the last few weeks, pastor's been talking about that, and every Sunday I go home and me and my wife are chatting about it, and I just, 
I just sit here going, that makes a lot of sense of what's going on and why things happen. But it doesn't have to be because we are the church and we link together and we do not compromise on who God made us. And when we don't compromise, the enemy flees. The enemy doesn't want to be in a place where God inhabits. So when we leak arm in arm, Red Rover, Red Rover, don't come on over because that's what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to penetrate the forces, and we are the force. And there's nothing that will penetrate what God has prevailed. So a couple, couple, couple years ago, we've been going through, and I don't share this to Everybody has their story, and that's why it's important to know stories in life, and I'll get to that in a minute. My, after our second miscarriage, I, I was just sad. I was broken. And I, and I remember one day I was sitting there. It was a Friday afternoon. I get home, and I go to, my, I go to our room, and I just start praying, God, what are you doing? I know who you are, and you know my heart. And after this, and I remember just like having this emotional crying moment going, God, where are you? And I remember God saying this to me as clear as day. He said, I'm here. Why aren't you listening? And I go, God, I know I don't want to go through struggle. I don't want to go through pain. I want a kid. I want somebody who's like Megan, not like me. And I want what God has for me. And I remember God saying, have I changed my character? Have I changed who I am? Is my word different yesterday than it is today and I start saying God I know your heart I know your purpose for me he said then stay according to the plan stay to the plan I have for you see a lot of us can get lost and go okay I'm not going to link with God because God didn't provide here God did not give me this God why you make me go through this God it hurts God I'm in so much pain it hurts so bad not once did I say God I'm going to quit ministry. God, I'm not going to serve you. God just had to bring me back to his heart and say, I know you. I know you. See, I didn't waver or get uprooted by what the enemy wanted me to do. I stay rooted in who Christ is in me because I know his character. I know his heart. You know, it's easy, it's easy for me to justify those experiences and in hard seasons say, God, you're not here. God, you're not around. I don't, I don't know where you are. I never once really questioned who God was and who he is in my life because I've seen miracles. I've seen signs and wonders. But I'll tell you something. This kid that's going to be born in November is going to be a world changer. Because for two years, we've been praying over a baby, and we're praying exactly for this baby boy to change the world. He's not going to live in a strange new world. He is going to be the strange world. He's going to be a belief system of who God is, and he's going to shake the nations. I'm going to tell you something. In our lives, in your lives, if you're not linked with God, you can lose out on the precious, most precious relationship there is. You know, I really love baseball, and I really love the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm happy that um, as of a couple weeks ago, they started winning 27 out of 31 games. So every night my wife's like, you're happier. Yeah, yeah, they're winning. That's why I'm happier. And uh, you know what I've learned about relationships with sports? Their heartache and their triumphant. I can be so happy on this end and so sad on this end. Um, but you know what I've learned about that relationship more and more? It's predicated on that they do well. 
When they do bad, I'm like, I don't like you. You know, I, I, know, I know a lot of things about the Cardinals. I know they've won 11 championships. They've won 14 pennants. I know their best players. I can tell you their batting averages. I wish God gave me more than just knowing all the sports stuff that's in my head. But I know all that. But it's only a one-sided relationship. They don't know me. I know a lot about them. It's not, the, it's not a yada relationship. It's a one-sided relationship that's only conducive to understand of what I put into it. Because on the other side, the Cardinals are not putting into my relationship with me. They're, I'm only giving. So I want you guys to understand today, it's not about being, it's about being linked together for the cause of Christ. What are you doing in your life to be linked with him? I am tired and sick of having surface level relationship with Jesus. I want it to go so deeper that it roots and changes me that when his heart hurts, I feel the grip. I feel the grip and the pain because I know that there's a season we're walking into as a church that God's gonna pour out. And I, and I just feel that I want you guys to know that God wants to know you. He doesn't just want to know about you and he doesn't want you just to know about him. He wants you to know his heart. He wants you to get in tune. The Bible, the word is where he shares truth where he lays out principles of who he is. You know, when I've counseled people over the years, the they always say, oh, God, God's putting me through this. No, God's seeing how you come through it. God is seeing how you are linked with him and saying, hey, I'm not gonna give in to the lies, the worries, the fears, the doubts. See, God's not asking us today, do we know about him? He wants to know us. Are you linked together? Do you know his word? Do you know what's on his heart? Are you like Moses that want, have, want that face-to-face? -face? You don't want to relent. You are fighting for that. You know, I think of Moses in the burning of the bush. I mean, taking off his sandals because it's the holy of holies right there. Wherever you commune with God could be the holy of holies, where he could speak something that could change the course of your destiny. You know, I've learned in my life being linked with God is the only way you're going to survive this world. It's the only way. But you can't be linked with God if you never, ever spend time with him. If you never, ever say, God, I am, I, I am going to, after my Cardinal game, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you two hours. God, after my Cardinal game, I'll give you 20 minutes. You all know baseball is the longest sport in history, I feel like. It's like three and a half hours, four hours. The other day I was watching a five-hour game. My wife's like, what are you doing? We have more important things to do. Um, but see, when we link with God and we say, hey, it's not about sports, it's not about all this other stuff, it's about Jesus. And you partner with him, you allow his heart to burn your heart. You allow that flame and that fire just to go forth. You know, when you start linking with others, you know, you guys all know we have stories. Everybody, in this room, you could be 85, you could be 20, and you could be 15, 10. We all have a story. We all have a purpose. Here, here's a few stories we all have. How we got saved, how we got to this church, how we maybe met our spouse. You know, maybe how some of you grew up and maybe how some of you have never grew up. But we all have stories that we can relay with each other, that we can pour into each other that would speak life. The stories in this room are powerful. Do we know them all? No. You guys all know that Pastor Laura, that I 
set her house. I knocked out every electricity one time when I was a teenager. They had a hot tub. I invited a few girls over. My sister convinced me, and we put this boom box on the, and it shortened out the whole house. And uh, I had to pay for that. I had, I, I was, uh, we, you know, we, Somebody, one of the older gentlemen who here today, I called him and he's like, dude, you're done, man. You're, you're, um, here's the truth. When you link with the right people, you're going to see the heart of God. When you link with your siblings that try and get you in trouble or think that's a great idea, that's probably not a smart one, okay? But, you know, out of relationship with each other, these stories come out. It's where we realize that stories matter, that your story matters, that when we change the course and we link together, we partner. You know, I've never been in a church where, hey, when you're going through heartache, we don't partner with you. I believe that Heartland is a church where when we link together and we know stories, we partner with you, not just in the good and the victories, but in the defeats and the heartaches. Because that's what a church is about, partnering with each other, being linked together for his purpose. It's where iron sharpens iron. You guys know this was not designed this way, but coming soon is life groups. You guys know that? And I can't wait to start life groups because I believe in what they do, where we learn stories. You guys know, I feel so distant from you, to be honest with you, but we're a big church. You can't know everybody in a big church, but what you can do is do life with people. You can do life with people. You might say, hey, I don't have a platform. Your platform is who you are and what you're about and who Jesus is in you. You don't need a platform to stand on the stage. If it was me today, I wouldn't be up here because all I want to do is spend time with Jesus. But you're, the small group as a church, we're called to celebrate with you. We're called to come alongside you. I'm going to tell you something about being linked together. The purpose of being linked is because we are connected to the Father's heart. And when we connect to the Father's heart, we can link with others. I, uh, I am so blessed by what God does in relationships with others. I want you guys to know that stories, the reason why God gives us stories is so that we can help another person. I've learned through the years that all my trials and tribulations that I've gone through has a, has, a, has a perspective in a different season of my life. And those stories can relate with somebody who's going through that season. And even in that same way, we are, I have people in my life who, I'm one of those young, old people that like to hang out with older people in my life because I'm like, if I watch how they did life and don't make the same pitfalls or make the same mistakes, then I'm a better off in life. And that's what my heart is like. I get around people who have done life a little bit to teach me so I don't fall in some of those same pitfalls and scenarios where the enemy likes to just warp us. I want you guys to know today, when we're linked together, it's powerful. So one of the stories I'm going to read to you really quick is 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1, and it says this. It's about David and Jonathan's friendship. It's says this in the Bible. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. I don't, I don't know if you guys realize it in this scripture, and there's a lot of scripture. This story is an amazing story of David and Jonathan. Jonathan 
was going to be the next king. If you guys didn't realize that, we read the story and we go, wow, David's calling and anointing on his life. But it was Jonathan who linked with David and said, David, I see a calling on your life. By all, by all matriarch and hierarchy and structure, royal, royalty, he was going to be the next king. Jonathan was. But Jonathan linked together with David to not just give up the throne because he hurt his heart. When we remember that Jonathan would normally have succeeded Saul as the next, as Israel's king, his friendship for David is impressive. What person in second in charge of the throne is going to give that up? But when you link together for God's purpose, for heavenly things, God makes a way. So the story in David is a beautiful, beautiful picture of a friendship, of being linked together. And for Jonathan, it cost him being the next king. But what it gained him was a heaven understanding of being linked for God's purpose. Like I shared, this summer we went on vacation, and I, I am just not a big fan. I, I know you guys are going to be like, all the, all the things you're going to take away from this message is, he does not like to be vulnerable. I don't, okay? Um, so we're sitting at the kitchen. We're sitting at the table. There's like 12 of us. We're, I've got a pretty decent-sized family, and when we all go on vacation, we are crazy and loud. And first night, we're sitting there, and um, we're having food. And I felt like God said, hey, it's time that you open up some things to your family that you've just been holding back. And I'm like, okay, my family, like I said, is loud. They are, they are jokesters. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be vulnerable, I do not want to be picked on at all. I, I, so I'm just laying it out there. So I said, I looked right at my dad and I looked right at my brother-in-law and I said, if I share what's going on in my heart right now, you need to not make fun of me. I was very direct. My family can be super direct, and it won't hurt their feelings. Trust me. Um, and I, so I remember this. I'm sitting there, and Megan, my wife, who is this gentle giant, okay, she, she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I go, I have struggles and battles about being a dad. And I had been dealing with trying to be, my wife's pregnant, and I'm like, oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys today. One of the biggest things that I'm scared of, as you guys can see, I was born with cerebral palsy. My right hand doesn't work as good as my left. And I'm like, how am I going to get the baby out of the car seat? How am I going to get the baby in the crib? How? And all these things were just warping my mind. And it was starting to just cause me to have, not sleep at night because I'm like, I can't, no, can we stick that baby? Can we not that baby come out? Because, you know, baby's going to come out when they come out. And I'm like, no, I can't do this, God. I can't do this. And I remember I'm sitting at this table and I'm sharing my heart with my family. My brother-in-law looks at me and says, hey, we've all been there. You think I had to figure it out? Uh-uh. And a whole week long, it started a process for my family to share with me to calm every fear, calm every nerve about being a dad. And some of you in here are dads, and you maybe felt that fear, but I, I just didn't want my family to know that I'm scared, that I, couldn't, that I don't feel I can do it. I was practicing swaddling a doll the other day, and I'm like, oh, I can't get it tight enough. Um, but then the baby's arms are going to move. And, but being vulnerable with people is not always, always beneficial. But I knew in my family... I, I could be vulnerable. Let me tell you what happened. This whole, that whole week, it created a strong bond. 
where I remember my dad was sitting me down. We were sitting watching the beautiful sunrise one morning. He goes, son, you think I had it figured out when your sister came? Uh-uh, but I had it figured out when you came. I was like, yeah, that only took five years. Okay, but what I'm trying to say is, man, linking together with others is powerful. It allowed me to hear some stories about my dad's mistakes and how he dropped me one time. That's why I got brain damage, okay? Um, I said, why couldn't you drop my sister? Why, why? She's the smart one of the family, okay? But you guys know that when you link with people and you build authentic relationships, it changes how you go deeper with each other. I, I don't want to be a church. I don't want to be a person that has these surface-level relationships with you or with God. I want to be so connected because when we're connected with who Jesus is and we're connected with others and we can come alongside you and love on you and lift you up when you need to, cheer you on when you need it, what we're doing is we're partnering, we're linking together for God's purpose. That's how God designed the church God designed the church because there's going to be mess and there's going to be headache and the enemy sure likes to roam around and bring lies and deceits, but it's when we get on the offense and let Jesus have his way by saying, hey, this pain that has been created in my life, I'm going to use it for his glory. I'm going to use it for his purpose. When we link together, then we can link to change the world around us. There is nothing about, there's nothing greater than seeing a people link together to change the world. You know, we all have been linked to God in a yada way and linked to others where we can change the world around us. You know, I've learned one person can make a difference, but most of the time, it takes a multitude of people to make a difference, for change to really happen. Just think about this in the early church. Believers were devoted to fellowship and follow God's word and continue to grow in God, people were saved, miracles were happening, crazy things like God using Peter's shadow and Paul's handkerchief to bring healing to people. In Acts chapter two, my last scripture I'm gonna read today, in Acts chapter two, verse 42, this is what it says. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had the need. Everyone, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily, whose were being saved. When I read the scripture the other day, it got me thinking, that's the body of Christ. We fellowship, we laugh, we cry. I don't know what it is about a church, but we need food. Always need food. It's biblical, okay? Breaking bread, I just read it to you. Breaking bread, it's biblical, and to pray. You know, I might have shared this before, but it's coming to my mind again. When we link together, it's powerful. My family has this tradition that we started about seven, eight years ago, and it's, I, I love it. 
I'm not joking. When I get together with my families for vacation or Christmas or Thanksgiving, I wait to it. I can't wait to it ends. Not because I'm going to be ready to leave. I just can't wait to where we pray over each other. And it's a tradition that my dad and my mom felt like we needed to start when we all live in separate states and we just need the covering of Jesus over our lives. And I'm telling you, this vacation we were praying and uh, my brother-in-law was in the hospital at this point, something he did crazy on vacation. You know how that happens. Brother-in-laws, they like to live dangerously. And I remember we just started praying and interceding heaven and uh, God healed him. And what was really more powerful was just the, the, the linking of hands and linking of arms together. Say, I'm going to pray for my family. And my dad started praying over Megan and I, and it was powerful. Like, my heart just, like, leapt with joy. And then all of a sudden, one of my, uh, my other brother-in-law, he starts praying. And he starts to cry, okay? And when he starts to cry, I start to cry, um, I'm an emotional crier. Like, with, if you cry, I'll cry. Okay. If you throw up, I'll throw up. Okay. I'll do things after you. Okay. But the body of Christ is powerful. When you link together, I go back to that prayer time when we pray and we end and we leave and I wave goodbye and I'm waving, I'm crying because it's finally over, spending seven days with my family. Woo! Praise the Lord. Um, but I, but I cry because I know the plans and the purposes God has for each of us and our family, we are linked for a purpose. We've sown in his prayer and we go out as people. We go out as saying, praising, fellowshipping. That's what the church is about. That's why the Christian community should be about. The ideal praying, fasting, worshiping, sharing, praising. That's why we get linked together. You guys know their strength in numbers? I was reading something the other day, and then my wife decides to come home and tell me the same story. So I know this is probably from God, because me and my wife are never really on the same page when it comes to stories. But a single horse can pull a cart that weighs 6,000 pounds. So you may think, hey, if you have two horses linked together they're going to be able to pull double, right? That's all your logical, that's what my brain goes, oh, they'll be able to pull 12,000. Two horses that are pulling a cart and they're linked together can pull three times the amount of what one can do. Instead of pulling 12,000 pounds, they can pull 18,000 pounds. See, when we get linked together with each other, we can carry and pull more than we ever imagined. Because when we're linked together as believers, we can change the world. Trust me, don't, don't do what I did. Don't try and do life on your own. Do ministry on your own. Stay isolated. You have to be linked with people. You have to be running a race. You have to be going forward. Because you know what? In this story, and I read it more, and I, when one gets tired, the other one carries the other one. And they can still pull 18. Because there's something about, if I'm running a race, how many runners, are there runners in here? Okay. You're running a race, and I've never had this problem. I've never been in first. So I'm, I'm usually watching from behind. I'm like, I'm going to give it my all. And the last leg, I'm like, I'm dying, okay? I did track for a couple years, and that was exhausting. Um, and I remember on a race, when you're in front, 
you're like, whoo, you're like, man, I'm gliding. But when you're in the back, you got to be linked. You got to like, I have my eye on the person in front of me going, okay, if I can pass that person, then I can pass the next person. When you're linked together, when you come together and you're camaraderie and you love each other and you say, hey, my story is powerful. I'm going to pick you up and carry you along with me. And then one day you're going to pick me up and carry me. It's the story of the gospel, how Jesus picks people up and we got to be linked with him. I'm going to close with this thought. When Jesus was on earth, he was linked with the Father. It says in Scripture, he only saw what the Father was doing. And he only did the will of his Father. He was so in tune to the Father's heart that through his obedience, people got to receive salvation, freedom, wholeness, I don't know where you guys are today. If there's somebody in this room that says, hey, my story doesn't matter. My, my life doesn't matter. I just feel this sense in this moment to say this. Your life does matter. Your story does matter. Who you are matters. You might say, I don't, I don't, you don't know my story, Drew. You don't know. I don't have to know it to know that God's got something great in store. Because the truth is, all the enemy ever wants to do is penetrate and probe at your heart and to get you to go, hey, you ain't worthy. You ain't worth it. But when Jesus, I bet there was times in Jesus' life where he, as a, as a man, he was like, why? Why am I going through this? But you know what? He kept being about his father's business. He kept being about who God was in him than the world around him. As we live and the Holy Spirit lives in us, let's not allow things to get in the way of loving Jesus and loving others. Life groups are gonna start up here in a few weeks. I encourage you to sign up, be a part of that. This is not a shameless plug, this is just part of God's message because I believe when you get to a life group and you share and you do life together, what happens? It changes how you look, it changes how you feel. There's a QR code behind me. Um, this is okay to do. We're a modern church. You guys can pull out your phones. I don't think you'll all just be leaving. But pull out your phone, and uh, then you guys can start signing up. Because I believe when you get connected, and you get linked with somebody, and you get linked with people who care about you, it gives you this running, going back to my running knowledge, it gives you these wings, okay? Not Red Bull wings, just wings, and where you can run the race that God has you on because you have people coming alongside you. Because not every day is gonna be a great day, but every day that we serve Jesus is a day to give him glory. It's a day to look and find gifts and talented and to be linked with him, to bring change. Here's what I want from you guys. I want you guys to have heaven on earth. I don't wanna wait to heaven to have heaven. That's something that's just been inside me lately is being linked with God. God's been teaching me about if my heart is not in tune with the one, my heart can never be in tune with you. Because I'd be a fake, I want to be real. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be who God's called me to be. The most important relationship should not be your spouse, should not be your kids, should not be your parents, should not be your grandparents, should not be their siblings. It shouldn't even be your friends. It should be Jesus Christ. 
Because everything flows out of that relationship. When we know him, it changes how, we, how he knows us. I'm telling you today, don't go surface level with God anymore. We are called to be in fellowship with each other. We are called to join forces and be linked. This dream, I'm gonna go back to this dream, I'm in like this. This dream, I saw people just linked arm in arm. And I saw this and I said, Jesus, why? He said, because the world we live in, this strange new world we live in, he's calling us to stand together. We're stronger together than we are individually. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this amazing, amazing journey we are on in life. Lord, I pray that we will just listen to what you have, God, that we be linked with you and partner and link with others so we can link with the world to change what's around us. Lord, we are your hands and feet. We are the voices that you've called us. And Lord, I pray that we would be in tune more and more with what you have. Lord, I thank you, and I praise you, and I worship you. And Lord, I pray as they go today, let them be blessed and highly favored. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help more people hear this message, you can get the word out by subscribing and sharing it on social media. If you'd like to support the ministries of Heartland Church, you can do so at heartlandchurchonline.com give.